Hello, my friends, and welcome back to another episode of The Informed Catholic. My name is Netjabar, and this is going to be episode 94 for Thursday, uh, the fifth week of Lent. We're in the fifth week of Lent. This is going to be the Thursday readings. So if you like what I do, please subscribe and share to the podcast. It will be a great help. So join me in the act of contrition in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. I confess to Almighty God and to you, my brothers and sisters, that I have greatly sinned in my thoughts and in my words and what I have done and what I have failed to do. Through my fault, through my fault, through my most grievous fault. Therefore, I ask, Blessed Mary, ever-Virgin, all the angels and saints, and you, my brothers and sisters, to please pray with me to the Lord our God. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Kyrie Elysion, Kyrie Elysion, Kyrie Elysion, Christe Elysion, Christe Elysion, Christe Elysion, Kyrie Elysion, Kyrie Elysion, Kyrie Elysion. Lord have mercy, Lord have mercy, Lord have mercy, Christ have mercy, Christ have mercy, Christ have mercy, Lord have mercy, Lord have mercy, Lord have mercy. Holy Mary, Mother of God, Queen of the Rosary, pray for us. Saint Joseph, Guardian of the Holy Church. Guardian of families, terror of demons, pray for us. St. Peter the Apostle, pray for us. St. Paul the Apostle, pray for us. St. John the Apostle, pray for us. St. Mary Magdalene, pray for us. And St. Athanasius, pray for us. St. Ambrose, pray for us. St. Augustine, pray for us. Saint Monica, pray for us. Saint Jerome, pray for us. Saint Thomas Aquinas, pray for us. And Saint Benedict, pray for us. Saint Francis of Assisi, pray for us. Saint Thomas More, pray for us. Saint John Fisher, pray for us. And Saint Michael the Archangel, Defend us from evil and pray for us in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. I think I finally got the hang of it. <laughs> uh, those are those are my favorite my favorite saints. Uh, those are, those are the ones I like. Okay, so uh, we're moving along, and the uh, entrance antiphon is from the letter to the Hebrews, chapter nine, verse fifteen. Chapter 9, verse 15. Christ is mediator of a new covenant, so that by means of his death, those who are called may receive the promise of eternal inheritance. Christ is the mediator of, the, of a new covenant, so that means of his death, those who are called may receive the promise of eternal inheritance. Notice new covenant. Okay. He replaced the old one. And remember the, the theme. A covenant is a marriage. It's not a contract. It is more of a deeper one. Where even if one side breaks it, especially when, it deal, when you're dealing with God, God will keep his side of the bargain even if man broke it. And how many times Israel has broken their covenant with God? All right, so let's move on to the readings. 
So our first reading is from Genesis chapter 17. We're going back to the book of Genesis. Very interesting. Uh, chapter 17, verse 3 to 9. All right. You will be the father of a multitude of nations. All right. When Abram prostrated himself, when Abram prostrated himself, spoke, uh, God spoke to him. My covenant with you is this. You are to become the father of a host of nations. No longer shall you be called Abram. Your name shall be Abraham, for I am making you the father of a host of nations. I will render you exceedingly fertile. I will make nations of you. Kings shall stem from you. I will maintain my covenant with you and your descendants. After you, throughout the ages, as an everlasting pact to be your God and the God of your descendants after you. I will give to you and to your descendants after you the land in which you are now staying, the whole land of Canaan as a permanent possession, and I will be their God. God also said to Abraham, on your part, you and your descendants after you must keep my covenant throughout the ages. Okay, let's read it one more time. Reading from the book of Genesis, the first book of Moses, chapter 17, verse 3 to 9. You will be the father of a multitude of nations. When Abram prostrated himself, God spoke to him. My covenant with you is this. You are to become the father of a host of nations. No longer shall you shall you be called Abram. Your name shall be Abraham, for I'm making you the father of a host of nations. I will render you exceedingly fertile. I will make nations of you. Kings shall stem from you. I will maintain my covenant with you and your descendants after you throughout the ages as an everlasting pact to be your God and the God of your descendants after you. I will give to you and to your descendants after you the land in which you are staying, the whole land of Canaan, as a permanent possession, and I will be their God. God also said to Abraham, on your part, and your descendants after you must keep my covenant throughout the ages. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Okay. Uh, the psalm reading is from Psalm 105. The Lord remembers his covenant forever. The Lord remembers his covenant forever. Look to the Lord in his strength. Seek to serve him constantly. Recall the wondrous deeds that he has wrought, his portents and the judgments he has uttered. Look, uh, the Lord, the Lord remembers his covenant forever. Your descendants of, you descendants of Abraham, his servants, sons of Jacob, his chosen ones. He, the Lord, is our God. Throughout the earth, his judgments prevail. The Lord remembers his covenant forever. The Lord remembers his covenant forever. He remembers forever his covenant, which he, which he made binding for a thousand generations, 
which he entered into with Abraham. And by his oath to Isaac, the Lord remembers his covenant forever. The Lord remembers his covenant forever. Okay, one more time. The Lord remembers his covenant forever. Psalm 105. Look to the Lord in his strength. Seek to serve him constantly. Recall the wondrous deeds that he has wrought, his portents and the judgments he has uttered. The Lord remembers his covenant forever. The Lord remembers his covenant forever. You descendants of Abraham, his servants, sons of Jacob, his chosen ones, he, the Lord, is our God. Throughout the earth, his, judge, his judgments prevail. The Lord remembers his covenant forever. The Lord remembers his covenant forever. He remembers forever his covenant, which he made binding for a thousand generations, which he entered into with Abraham and by his oath to Isaac. The Lord remembers his covenant forever. The Lord remembers his covenant forever. Okay, so let's move on to the gospel. All right, the verse before the gospel, If today you hear his voice, harden not your hearts. If today you hear his voice, harden not your hearts. If today you hear his voice, harden not your hearts. Psalm 95 verse 8, again, remember uh, what I said before, if you're familiar with the Liturgy of the Hours, Psalm 95 would be one of those psalms that you would almost read every morning right before you start reading your, your prayers. Um, it would be right before the office of reading sometimes. It's a psalm that reminds us not to be like ancient Israel and take God's gift and promises for granted. Um, also, it reminds, uh, you know, it's one of those psalms that was uh to remind them of their wanderings, how unfaithful they were. When they were wandering through the, through the uh, 40 years, they were very extremely unfaithful. They broke their covenant with God. They um, they didn't trust him. Um, they didn't. Uh, they grumbled at the waters of Meribah when the waters were bitter and Moses made it sweet. Uh, they grumbled that they didn't have any water at also and they got water from a rock. Uh, they grumbled they didn't have any food. They wanted to go back to Egypt. They got manna. They got quails. And then they built a golden calf. And then there was also the time when they grumbled again and they, God sent snakes to torture them. It's one of those things because they fail to trust him. All right. Um, the gospel according to St. John, chapter 8, verse 51 to 59 Gospel according to St. John, chapter chapter 8, verse 51 to 59. Your, your father Abraham rejoiced because he saw my day. Jesus said to the Jews, Amen, amen, I say to you, whoever keeps my, cover, my, my word will never, die, will never see death. Jesus said to the Jews, Amen, amen, I say to you, whoever keeps my word will never see death. So the Jews said to him, now we are sure that you are you are possessed. Abraham died, as did the prophets. Yet you say, whoever keeps my word will never taste death. Are you greater than our father Abraham who died, or the prophets who died? Who do you make yourself out to be? Jesus answered, if I glorify myself, my glory is worth nothing. But it is my Father who glorifies me, of whom you say he is our God. You do not know him, 
but I know him. And if I should say that I did not know him, I would be like you, a liar. But I do know him and I keep his word. Abraham, your father, rejoiced to see my day. He saw it and was glad. So the Jews said to him, you are not yet 50 years old and you have seen Abraham? Jesus said to them, Amen, amen, I say to you, before Abraham came to be, I am. So they picked up stones to throw at him, but Jesus hid and went out of the temple area. The gospel of the Lord, praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. One more time. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to St. John, chapter 8, verse 51 to 59. Your father Abraham rejoiced because he saw my day. Jesus said to the Jews, Amen, amen, I say to you, whoever keeps my word will never see death. So the Jews said to him, Now we are sure that you are possessed. Abraham died, as did the prophets. Yet you say, Whoever keeps my word will never taste death. Are you greater than our father Abraham, who died? Or the prophets, who died? Who do you make yourself out to be? Jesus answered, If I glorify myself, my glory is worth nothing. But it is my Father who glorifies me, of whom you say he is our God. You do not know him, but I know him. And if I should say I do not know him, I would be like you, a liar. But I do know him, and I keep and I keep his word. Abraham, your father, rejoiced to see my day. He saw it and was glad. So the Jews said to him, You are not yet fifty years old, and you have seen Abraham? Jesus said to them, Amen, amen, I say to you, before Abraham came to be, I am. So they picked up stones to throw at him. But Jesus hid and went out of the temple area. The gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. All right. So let's uh, let's visit this. Genesis chapter 17, verse 3 and 9. Again, remember what I said. A covenant is not a contract. It's not like the way we understand a contract. It's not a contract at all. It's not. People often interpret it as a, as a contract, like something you write on paper where you fulfill your half and the other person fulfills their half until finally it's complete and you got nothing to do with each other. It's not a lease. It's not a, 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 legal, a legal thing. Remember what he, what he said here to Abraham. When Abraham prostrated himself, God spoke to him. My covenant is with you. With you is this. You are to become the father of a host of nations. No longer shall you be called Abraham. So he changed his name from Abram, Abram to Abraham, father of many nations. For I'm making you the father of a host of nations. Now, this is not, okay, the nation of Israel, Israel is they're people. They speak the same language. They have the same customs. They have the same religion. They, they share the same God. They worship in the same temple. They all 
accepted and believed in the law, the covenant. So we got to look at it. That, that's not the same thing. They had 12 tribes and each, each of the tribes may have had local customs, but this is not what God's talking about here. Okay. Look, notice because he, he'll say, he'll, he'll make a distinction himself. God will make a distinction. Your name shall be Abraham for I'm making you the father of a host of nations. I will render you exceedingly fertile, fertile. I will make a nation. I will make nations of you. Okay. So yeah, in a sense, nations of you, but I don't think it's talk. He's talking about Israel here. He will, he, you know, in a sense, I guess maybe the tribes are looked on as a nation, but I don't believe so. Uh, nations of you kings shall stem from you okay he there were there will be kings and and yes they did split later on it was the northern the southern but they were still the same people i will maintain my covenant here he, he says it i will maintain my covenant with you and your descendants after you throughout the ages as an everlasting pact to be your God and the God of your descendants after you. So you see this covenant is going to, he is going to, he, I will maintain my covenant. He's going to keep his part. He does expect the fact he does obviously being God, he foresees that they're going to violate it because human beings violate it. Abraham in the cells proved he didn't trust him when, when Sarah convinced him to go, to go lay down with, uh, with Hagar and, and because she didn't believe it. And he himself kind of lost, you know, and of course, maybe also the thought of laying down with another woman, obviously the temptation was great because she put the suggestion in his head and they had, they wound up, complicating the matter even worse you know far you know making the matter just more complicated by the birth of ishmael and then of course later on she winds up having isaac sarah herself her name changes to sarah she becomes the mother and you see that you see the situation gets far more complicated because human beings think they can they can make things better i he says and uh I will, uh, the ages as an everlasting pact to be your God and the God of your descendants after you. I will give to you and your descendants after you the land in which you are now staying and the whole land of Canaan as a permanent possession and I will be their God. God also said to Abraham, on your part, you and your descendants after you must keep my covenant throughout the ages, which was a part that was not easy. They wound up failing to do that. But lo and behold, uh, God keeps his part. Then we get a Psalm 105, which is a memorial, a prayer to memorial, to remember, to remind people of God. You know, the Lord remembers his covenant forever. Look to the Lord in, in his strength. Seek to serve him constantly. Recall the wandering deeds that he has wrought his portents and the judgments he has uttered, your descend, you descendants of Abraham, his servants, sons of Jacob, his chosen ones. He, the Lord, is our God. 
Throughout the earth his judgments prevail. He remembers forever his covenant, which he made binding for a thousand generations, which he entered into with Abraham and by his oath to Isaac. God always keeps his promises, right? And then finally we get to the drama. The drama in the gospel is reaching a high point. Jesus is revealing who he is and revealing his relationship. And he's revealing the fulfillment of the covenant that God has made with Abraham. Jesus said to the Jews, Amen, amen, I say to you, whoever keeps my word will never see death. They just laugh at him. They're not listening to him, but they they think he's mad. So the Jews said to him, Now we, sh we are sure that you are possessed. Abraham died, as did the prophets. Yet you say, Whoever keeps my word will never taste death. <laughs> so, we'll never see death. But here's the thing. <laughs> they, they accuse him of being possessed. They're not listening to him, but they're accusing him of being possessed. Abraham died as, as did the prophets. Yet you say, whoever keeps my, my word will never taste death. Are you greater than our father Abraham who died or the prophets who died? Who do you make yourself out to be? Who do you think you are? Who do you make yourself out to be? What, what is wrong with you? Are you possessed? Do you think you're, you think you're, 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 you're more greater than them? You who say that whoever believes in you will never taste or see death? They're not, you know, they're challenging him and they think they're already convinced. They're already convinced that he's crazy in their mind. And then he goes, Jesus answered, if I glorify myself, my glory is worth nothing. But it is my father who glorifies me of whom you say he is our God. You do not know him, but I know him. And if I should say that I do not know him, I would be like you a liar. But I do know him and I keep his word. This is unbelievable. I mean, I've in our own hearts and our own minds, when we read the gospel, we are there. We are there. And we know he's talking to us. And our hearts know he's speaking the truth. We today who read the Bible, who hear it being read to us, we know that Jesus is speaking the truth. We know it. If one and I think many people, even like I always say this, no matter what, even if you're an atheist or a Muslim or a Jew and you read the words, you're never going to be the same ever again. One way or another, you, you, you are never going to be the same ever again. When we encounter Christ, even today, we are never the same. We can't be the same. And we hear him. Maybe we, maybe we, maybe we could have ignored him. But the truth is, maybe we've heard him before and ignored him. But we know in our hearts that Jesus is speaking the truth, and we know in our hearts he's speaking the truth about himself. Then he goes on. Um, but I do know him, and I keep his word. Abraham, your father, rejoiced to see my day. He saw it and was glad. So, so the Jews said to him, you are not yet 50 years old and you have seen Abraham. They, 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 they think, they think he's crazy, but listen, Jesus said to them, amen, amen. I say to you before Abraham came to be, 
before Abraham came to be, and this is in capital letters. I, all three, the I and the am are all capital here. I am. So they picked up stones to throw at him, but Jesus hid and went out of the temple area. When Jesus said that, in if you read the whole passage, and uh, if you read it carefully, he asked him, which do you stone? I think this is the part where he says, which do you stone me for? As a matter of fact, I want to look it up. Okay, here it is. I am going to read the whole thing. Jesus and Abraham from the Revised Standard Version, first edition. They answered him, Abraham is our father. And Jesus said to them, if you were Abraham's children, you would do what Abraham did. But now you seek to kill me. A man who has told you the truth, which I heard from God. This is not what Abraham did. You do what your father did. They said to him, you were not born of, we, they said to him, we are not born of fornication. We have one father, even God. Jesus said to them, if God were your father, you would love me. So you, you can see the editing here, but it's, just bear with me. This is the full text. If God were your father, you would, you would love me. For I proceeded and come forth from God. I came not of my own accord, but he sent me. Why do you not understand what I say? It is because you cannot bear to hear my word. You are of your father, the devil. And your will is to do your father's desires. He was a murderer from the beginning and has nothing to do with the truth because there is no truth in him. When he lies, he speaks according to his own nature, for he is a liar and the father of lies. But because I tell the truth, you do not believe me. Which of you convicts me of sin? If I tell the truth, why do you not believe me? He who is of God hears the words of God. The reason why you do not hear them is that you are not of God. The Jews answered him, Are we not right in saying that you are a Samaritan and have a demon? Jesus answered, I have not a demon, but I honor my father and you dishonor me. Yet I do not seek my own glory. There is one who seeks it and he will be the judge. Truly, truly, I say to you, if anyone keeps my word, he will never see death. The Jews said to him, Now we know that you have a demon. Abraham died, as did the prophets. And you say, If anyone keeps my word, he will never taste death. Are you greater than our father Abraham, who died, and the prophets who died? Why do you claim, well, who do you claim to be? Jesus answered, If I glorify myself, my glory is nothing. It is my Father who glorifies me, of whom you say that he is your God, but you have not known him. I know him. If I said I do not know him, I should be a liar like you. But I do know him and keep his word. Your father Abraham rejoiced that he was to see my day. He saw it and was glad. The Jews then said to him, you are not yet 50 years old, and have you seen Abraham? 
Jesus said to them, Truly, truly, I say to you, before Abraham was, I am. So they took up stones to throw at him. But Jesus hid himself and went out of the temple. The word of the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. How much more clearer can that be? How much more clearer can that possibly be? I mean, I'm serious. How much more clearer can that be for us? And I have to say, honestly, I think the editing is a little, it, it, it dampers a little bit, but it gets, you can see it gets heated up. It gets seriously heated up. And this just led to his, to his, to his crucifixion. And he knew it. I mean, he, he knew, he knew this, but think about it. What exactly did he mean? Abraham saw it. We read the text. I believe that it's something that happened off stage of scripture. I believe that, I believe there's a lot of things God said to Abraham that's not written down. I believe there's a lot of events that happened. I think there was a lot of visions that God showed him that is not written down. I don't think every single, uh, I think the Holy Spirit is the one who, who's, who really does the editing. I think that Abraham saw a vision, a vision that Jesus himself knew about as being the fact that he is God and that he, something, something, he said he rejoiced when he saw him coming. There's nothing in the book of Rev uh, in book of Genesis that tells us that. So we know that there was an encounter and a revelation that was given to Abraham that never made it in scripture. Why? Because that's the way God wanted it. And I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. The Holy Spirit wrote and had the prophets and everyone write exactly what God wanted and not everything that happened in the book of Acts we know is written down. Not every, we know that, we know John himself said it, that all the books in the world would not be able to, to contain everything that Jesus himself said and did. So there are many things Jesus said and did that we, we will never know within scripture because that's just the way God wanted it. Jesus was a real person. You cannot write every single detail. We know that all his entire childhood was not written down. We know that. We know that all the we know that conversations that he had with his mother is not written down. We know conversations he had with St. Joseph is not written down. We, whatever miracles that might have happened or adventures or crisis, we know it's not all there. So it's 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 common we have to accept the fact. We know that not every single word Moses, we know that Moses' entire childhood in the palace. We know there's nothing. We have nothing of that. But we do know one thing. We do have the truth. We have the truth. And we have the truth of what, of what God wanted to be accomplished, our salvation. And God showed us his love. This is why we can believe it, because... <laughs> It makes sense. And we know that Christ, when he's, he's talking to us, we know the Holy Spirit is opening our hearts when we read scripture. And we know the truth. The truth is more than just, the, than just books, words. We know that because the truth is a person. The truth is a person, a real person, and it's Jesus Christ. 
And revelation is a person. Okay, it's a real person. We can trust the Bible because God wanted the Bible spread throughout the world. And there has been a Bible everywhere. And we know that God is true and his word is true and his promises are true. All right, I'm going to end it here and uh, I'll be back with Friday's uh, readings. Okay, so let's begin the prayer for how we, how we usually end it. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory now and forever. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now at the hour of our death. Amen. Saint Michael, Archangel of God, defend us in battle. Be our protection against the wild, wicked attack of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray. And now, O Prince of the Heavenly Hosts, by the divine power of God, cast into hell Satan and all evil spirits, who prowl the world seeking the ruin of souls. Amen. Lord God, thank you for this Lent. Thank you for this opportunity uh, for us to share your word. Thank you for um, the missile you've given us. Thank you for the teachings. Thank you for showing us how scripture comes together through your holy church. And Lord, we pray for the church. We pray for good priests, good bishops, good ministers, and we pray for a more holy church, and we pray for the Pope, and we pray that the Holy Spirit guides them, and we pray for all Catholics, for all Christians, Orthodox Christians, Protestants, Anglicans, and we pray for people to, to return to the church. We praise and thank you in Jesus Christ's name, and we ask for the intercession of, of the Blessed Mother and St. Joseph. Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. God bless. I'll be back with uh, Friday's readings. Okay? God bless.